Welcome to Your Health To Go, brought to you by Demystifying Your Health, providing the clarity that you need. I'm Ashley Wood, registered nurse and author, your host. In each episode, we take a health topic that's important to you and break it down into easy to understand information. We also discuss the most common treatments and preventative techniques. Thank you for joining me today. Let's get started. Today's topic is Guillain-Barre syndrome. You've noticed that your toes and ankles have had this weird prickling sensation for the past few days. This morning, you realize that your legs felt weak and it continues to worsen throughout the day. You go to the doctor and he suspects that you might have Guillain-Barre syndrome. What is this? Should you be concerned? How is it treated? Guillain-Barre syndrome is a rare condition where your immune system attacks your nerves, resulting in them becoming damaged and preventing them from transmitting signals properly. While the exact cause isn't known, the disorder usually appears within a few days or weeks after a respiratory or digestive tract infection. Most commonly, infection with Campylobacter, a type of bacteria often found in undercooked poultry, is the culprit. Other possible causes are the influenza virus, cytomegalovirus, Epstein-Barr virus, Zika virus, hepatitis A, B, C, and E, HIV, mycoplasm pneumoniae, and COVID-19 virus. Recent surgery, trauma, or vaccination have triggered the illness in rare cases. Guillain-Barre syndrome usually starts with tingling and weakness in your feet and legs and spreads to your upper body and arms. In about 10% of people with the disorder, symptoms begin in the arms or face. As the condition progresses, muscle weakness can evolve into paralysis. Other symptoms are prickling or pins and needles sensations in your fingers, toes, ankles, and wrists, unsteady walking, inability to walk or climb stairs, difficulty with facial movements such as speaking, chewing, or swallowing, double vision or inability to move eyes, severe pain that may feel achy, shooting, or cramp-like, pain may be worse at night, difficulty with bladder control or bowel function, rapid heart rate, low or high blood pressure, and difficulty breathing. Once symptoms appear, they tend to worsen during the first two weeks. The disorder can affect a person of any age, but your chances of developing it increase as you age. Also, it's more common in men. There are several types of Guillain-Barre syndrome. The most common variation in the United States is acute inflammatory demyelinating polyradiculoneuropathy, or AIDP. With AIDP, muscle weakness starts in the lower part of your body and spreads upward. 
Another type, Miller-Fisher syndrome, MFS, is where paralysis begins in the eyes and is associated with an unsteady gait. MFS is more common in Asia. Acute motor axonal neuropathy, AMAN, and acute motor sensory axonal neuropathy, AMSAN, are two other types and are more frequent in China, Japan, and Mexico. Since your nerves control movement and body functions, individuals with Guillain-Barre syndrome are at risk for numerous complications. If the weakness or paralysis spreads to the muscles that control your breathing, it could be fatal. Close to 22% of people with Guillain-Barre syndrome need temporary help from a machine to breathe. While most people recover completely, others have minor residual weakness, numbness, or tingling. Unfortunately, blood pressure fluctuations and irregular heart rhythms, or cardiac arrhythmias, are common. About one-third of people with the syndrome have severe nerve pain. Also, sluggish bowel function and urine retention are common. Since people are hospitalized and immobile during the initial phase of the disorder, they're at risk of developing blood clots and pressure sores. Somewhere from 2 to 5% of people with Guillain-Barre syndrome experience a relapse. There's no cure for Guillain-Barre syndrome. The goal is to identify the condition early so treatment can be started as soon as possible. The issue is that it can be challenging to diagnose in its initial stages. Besides a thorough medical history and physical exam, the doctor will recommend a lumbar puncture or spinal tap to withdraw a small amount of fluid from the spinal canal in your lower back and test it for a specific change that is commonly seen in those with the condition. Once a diagnosis has been made, there are two main treatment options to choose from that are equally effective. Plasmapheresis is when the liquid portion of your blood, or plasma, is removed and separated from your blood cells. The blood cells are then put back into your body, which manufactures more plasma to make up for what was removed. The process is thought to work by ridding plasma of specific antibodies that contribute to the immune system's attack on the peripheral nerves. Immunoglobulin therapy involves taking immunoglobulin with healthy antibodies from blood donors and giving it to the affected individual through an IV or intravenously. High doses of immunoglobulin can block the damaging antibodies that may contribute to the syndrome. You'll also be given medication for pain and to prevent blood clots. In addition, you'll need some form of physical help before and during recovery. To help your muscles stay flexible and as strong as possible, your caregivers will move your arms and legs during the period when you're too weak to do this yourself. During recovery, physical therapy is used to help you deal with fatigue and regain strength and proper movement. You'll also learn self-care skills and might need to use adaptive devices like a wheelchair or braces for a while. It's vital to have a strong support system, become involved in a support group, and talk about any feelings or concerns you have with a counselor. 
It's key to point out that the general timeline of the disorder is that after the first symptoms appear, they'll get progressively worse during the first two weeks before reaching a plateau at four weeks. At this point, recovery begins and usually lasts six to 12 months, but it can last up to three years. For adults recovering from Guillain-Barre syndrome, about 80% can walk independently six months after diagnosis and close to 60% fully recover motor strength one year after diagnosis. Unfortunately, about 5-10% to have delayed or incomplete recovery. Thankfully, children rarely develop Guillain-Barre syndrome, and if they do, they generally recover more completely than adults. Given the exact cause of Guillain-Barre syndrome isn't known, there isn't a specific way to prevent it. The best thing you can do is to reduce your chances of developing any infection. The easiest way to do this is by washing your hands frequently and thoroughly using the proper technique. You should wash your hands for at least 20 seconds using soap and water. Make sure you're scrubbing all parts of your hands including the backs of your hands and your thumbs. It's also vital to keep your body healthy by getting plenty of exercise, eating a nutritious diet, and getting adequate quality sleep each night. Guillain-Barre syndrome can be scary to experience. However, with the proper treatment started quickly, you can make a full recovery. If you have any questions or concerns about Guillain-Barre syndrome, please speak with your doctor. If you'd like more information, please visit the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Strokes Guillain-Barre syndrome page. Thank you for spending some time with me today. If you found the material to be valuable and helpful, please tell your friends about us. We're on social media, so like and follow us there to stay up to date on our latest information. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter on our website. Stay healthy, and please join us next time on Your Health To Go. Now, time for the legal statement. Please keep in mind that the content we provide is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified competent health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on Your Health To Go or seen on the Demystifying Your Health site. Demystifying Your Health does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned. Reliance on any information provided by Demystifying Your Health, its employees, others appearing at the invitation of Demystifying Your Health, or other visitors to the site is solely at your own risk. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately.